Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to The New Normal. This is an Instagram live show from The Guilty Feminist about life and feminism in lockdown. And today, my incredible guest is Siobhan McSweeney, who plays Sister Michael in Derry Girls, which I'm very excited by. I'm just going to wait till there's a quorum um, to bring her on because I want fanfare when she comes on. Uh, but just to say, The New Normal has a T-shirt range. They're printed on demand and they, because Ashling B, uh, who's brilliant in ethical fashion, said they've got to be sourced locally. So they're now sourced locally. Um, they're printed locally. And all, 100% of the profit goes to the artist uh, involved. So whichever guest of the day it is, uh, will get the money directly. The merch store who prints them doesn't take any money and the Guilty Feminist doesn't take any money from them. Um if the artist in question, the comedian or activist or author, whoever it is, says, actually, I'm fine for money at the moment, don't worry, it will be redirected to a comedian or performer activist who needs money. So uh, feel free to buy them. They, they say um, they stay, stay at home, the new normal and then the quote. So, for example, Ellen's was big gay mess. It's usually something someone spontaneously ad libbed. Um, uh, we have another one uh, that's um, Maggie Smith cures everything. Um, we have another one that's um, extremely, there's a new one, extremely gay-leaning bisexual. <laughs> um, there's all sorts. Go and check them out. And who knows what Siobhan McSweeney will say today. Some gem, no doubt, that will be turned into a T-shirt if you demand it. Um, all right, let me see if I can bring Siobhan on. Now we have a quorum. Uh, she has made a request. Very exciting. In Four, three, two, one, and Siobhan. Are you there, Siobhan McSweeney? There you are! Hello! Hello. Oh, it's so good Hi. to see you. Hi, darling. How are you? I've missed you. I've missed you. You look lovely as usual. Look at you, loose, reclining. I am loose and reclining up. today. I did... Um, see her up the hairy leg there, yeah. I did Christian Guru Murphy's uh, Channel 4 podcast today, um, how, how to Change the World, I think it's called, and it was so fun. But I dressed up for him. I'm not saying I didn't dress up for you, but some days I've done this show, honestly, in a bathrobe. I've 
I've had a shower, gone back to bed, just sort of re even more loose. Oh um, my gosh. But I've had not a skerrick of makeup on. I've been in bad light. The God, they're all going to be on the YouTube forever. It's the YouTube. I sound like a baby boomer. The YouTube. Yeah. Okay, boomer. The old women. The, the old women on the old tube. Yeah. The YouTube. Um, and uh, yeah, and today I had to do makeup for Krishnan. So look. Oh, lovely. I've been sent some freebie skincare because I was complaining about my skin being very thirsty in lockdown. And I'm some people. Very thirsty. Yeah, well, people sent me some really nice. There's um, Rodile sent me dragon tears and snake serum, snake oil. It's not really, there's no dragons or snakes were harmed in the making of this. It's all cruelty free. Okay, and there's another cute. brand called Oskia and there's another brand called Herbivore and I'm mixing those products. But tonight, I'm going to show you wild, wild thing. The result is this beautiful, dewy skin. I see yeah, it's, me. It, but look, it is like, honestly, it's looked so dry and I've been embarrassed. You just need to give it some TLC, but also those products are very lush. And I didn't, I'm not being paid to say this. They did send them to me for free, but I, no one's paid, like I'm not under any obligation to say anything to anyone about it, but it has really worked. But tonight, I'm, I've not tried this before, but they've said to me, this is a current body, and again, I've not been, this is not an ad. This is not me being paid to say this. They sent this to me and I don't have to advertise it. I just am fascinated to see what's going to happen. I am doing a skin diary. Current body skin mask. Now what you do, Siobhan, is you plug this in and it goes red. And then I'm going to show you what you do. Is you pop it on like this. Sorry, you're seeing my bar behind you, which has all got stuff all over. Hold on. That does not look terrifying at all, that mask. So I'm going to plug it in. You have to wash your face first, of course, not with makeup on. Of and course, not animals. It's going, to be, it's going to be red lit up. And yeah. there's some kind of currents that are going to apparently... Well, I don't... I mean, obviously not done it yet. So I don't know if it works, but Russell told you me... You don't need to do it. Look at your skin already. I just want it to be... You know, no, I know, but you're just not doing anything to it in lockdown. The problem was for the first few weeks of lockdown, I don't think I was moisturising. Well, I wasn't moisturising twice a day. I was just, you know, when you go out in the morning, you're like, oh, moisturizer, pop a bit of slap on, you know, a bit of makeup on. In the evening, got to take that off, put some moisturizer on. When you're home all day, if you're not putting on any makeup, it's so easy not to moisturize. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big makeup person, but I must admit, I did put on a bit of tinted moisturizer for you there. I can tell. I can yeah. tell. And complete change. I feel like you're flirting with me with that. <laughs> is it? Is that what it is? It's been so long, bit, I don't know what this is. Bit of mascara. You've got a bit of a scar on, haven't no, you? No, I don't, but I have a little bit of eyeliner on. Oh, that, is that, that your lashes? Melted your natural lashes? down my eye. Babe, this is... Just melted. This is going... This is, this is on low pass. I've got to take it into the bedroom because I can plug you in. So I am oh, going to get... Lovely. Maybe your this sort of mask has taken all the power. Maybe it's like the mask and you end up being like a bit like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Yeah. That sounds wrong. Is it um, Jim? Tim Carrey? Liam Carey. Um, okay, hold on. Okay, there we are. You're plugged in now. No, I'm more loose. Maybe I'll recline on my yeah. couch as well. Yeah, I oh. mean, this is, this is the, loose, the looshest of the loose. Um, the looshest, the looshest, the looshest loose. of the loose. Do, yeah, I'll absolutely. be loose on the loo if we continue like this. I, I know, I know. Somebody here is saying, have you tried Sarah Chapman? The overnight facial oil is amazing. Thank you. Um, oh, that's good. a good. That's a good thing to know. Beyonce has okay. gone to number one. I don't know how that, I don't know. Um, so can I ask you my first question? Hello, Toast. Toasty's wandering around up there. Hello, Toast. Um, 
Uh, can I ask your first question, which is yes. how the hell are you, Siobhan McSweeney, in I, lockdown? Um, generally, in lockdown, I have been pretty awful. Really? I have not been great at all. I have struggled quite a lot. There have been moments where I have found brief moments of peace, yeah. uh, contentment, of hope, but mostly it's been varying levels of anxiety and despair. I'm not joking. Oh, it's, wow. I, I, I have found it very, very tough for a load of reasons that are all incredibly universal and all incredibly unique. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And I don't mind saying it's tough. Even I'm glad even you've it is said mental that. health week. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you've said that because it's really helpful to people that are not coping very well or even people that yeah. seem to be coping well and then suddenly find that they're not to sort of be open and honest about that because I think we all feel we've got to be coping at full strength. Yeah. And I, the first week and probably the, into the second week to be, if we're being actually honest first two weeks which i now feel like i can be more honest because of your honesty i completely fell apart did you yeah well tom we did a new normal with tom one day and it didn't save sadly but someone couldn't get on because of the internet and uh uh tom i said to tom what are you surprised by and he said i was surprised how badly you coped in the first two weeks and how well you've coped since then but i think that yeah. i this is my theory about my current coping I am coping really well surface and then some little thing will happen and I will melt down hysterically and suddenly very tearful. And yeah. I realize that the coping is all like, I'd rather be surface coping than not coping, but I know that it's surface and yeah. that underneath the duck feet of my brain is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's living through it. Um, That's exactly it. I set the bar very, very low for myself uh, in general, uh, but specifically with this, when I really You do that. not set the bar low for yourself in general. <laughs> but for One this... One of our finest actresses, I will not have that. Finest. I've told you how fine. Um, I have... I've set the bar low when it comes to this because I found that, actually, in fairness to you, I probably do set it quite high in normal circumstances. You do, you do. And in my I experience. What was happening is that it was adding to it wasn't helping. It wasn't making me better at coping. It wasn't making me productive and it wasn't it wasn't creating meaning in any way mm. for me. So I set the bar very, very low. I made a conscious decision after a particularly bad couple of days where I said to myself you just have to survive this. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to do. I don't mean to make it so profound, but it was profound for me at that moment. I don't have to do well. I don't have to come out with a book deal. I don't have to come out with my own beauty range, even though I could. Tinted moisturizer. I'm saying um, a Sister Michael tinted moisturizer would not go astray at this moment. Um, <laughs> or do you know one of those. Yes. You know, I'm wearing no makeup. Well, I, that's not true. But I'm wearing very little makeup in, in that series. And no shit, says, says everyone. Um, no, but, no. I, I think, yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, all I have to do is survive this. Um, 
like there is also I'd, I'm shielding I have continuously been told that there is a threat to my life like I'm getting texts every second day from the NHS telling me that I'm not allowed to put out my rubbish um, which makes Dominic fucking Cummings and everything around this week particularly galling, mm-hmm. especially as I'm one of the most incredibly privileged lucky ones. And I have really, really struggled. You're with, getting texts from the NHS saying you can't put your rubbish out because you're in a vulnerable group. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's quite extreme what, ha- what, what the guidelines are. Guidelines are if you're shielding. You are essentially, you have to live in a bubble. And what I discovered is that I can't live in a bubble and I may live in the centre of London, but I needed to take some, I weighed up the personal, the physical risks with risks to my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were risks to my mental health. Like it, it's, I, I couldn't, I hadn't been outside. I hadn't been outside in weeks and weeks and weeks. And what happened is that I started going for incre- um, six o'clock in the morning early morning walks, coming back, stripping, going into the shower, washing everything I wore. You have to be hypervigilant when you're in this right. shielding group because not only, it's, it doesn't matter the reason why I'm in it. It's my asthma, by the way. But you're also, so I have, um, the, the particular medication I have with asthma puts me in this group, not everybody with asthma. But it, I'm also in the group with terminally ill patients, people undergoing yeah. uh, cancer treatments, people with uh, um, transplants, uh, diabetes, a, a whole whole rainbow and myriad of conditions and everybody's experience is completely different. And of course, by the nature of being put in a group, we're all just like lumped in together. Mm. And so you need the one advice that fits all or guidelines. And it's it means that you're continuously on this uh, I just saw a comment there. Dominic Cummings should be made to put the bins out. <laughs> Very funny. All the bins out. And then put himself in the bin. Yeah. Get into the fucking sea, you immoral man. Um, yeah. So essentially, I have been continuously thinking about my own mortality mm. in a very... Because I have nothing else to be doing, frankly. Mm-mm. Nothing else to be doing. Are you, My are you isolating with, uh, with anyone else? Mm. Um, you're completely no. alone. Yeah. But as the weeks have gone on, I have been very um, adventurous with my, with my walks. And now I have friends and I wave at them outside my window and I go down to the front door and we have little chats. And yesterday I even managed to just to like down to the block, the end of the block, um, a socially distant walk before my heart started going and I had to run back in here. Wow. But so that, that is a particular experience I'm having. It's that really interesting thing that I imagine, like I've, I've watched a few of these, um, Deborah, and it's funny the, the, you know, everybody has said this, but like everybody's having a very unique experience. Mm. Even yes. though we're all in it together. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody say, um, a friend of mine, Fatima Mawaz, um, I don't know if it was her, hers or she shared the meme, but um, uh, she said, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. Yeah. That's a great well, way of putting it. Because people yeah. say, oh, we're all in this together, we're all in this together. Well, we're not really, though. 
Because if yeah. you've got a second home in Durham where there is run, hot and cold running childcare should you need it yeah. and a car and, you know, that is, you are in a different boat from a single yeah. mother whose who's only childcare is perhaps an elderly relative who can't see the children. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and you're in a different boat if you're prepared to break the lockdown rules. You're in a different boat if you're in a vulnerable category, a different boat if you're sharing your space with three other people who you don't really like or you're completely alone and you're yeah. not getting any human contact, you know, that's meaningful. Or if you're, you know, if you've just locked down with the person you've just met who you're having loads of great sex with, that's a totally different experience to someone yeah. who's 14 years old, queer, mum and dad don't know, and a homophobic. What's that experience? You can't go out and see your community. You can't see your mates. You, you're too scared to you'd be Googling queer groups on the computer in case they see. That is a phenomenally different experience from, you know, and then someone who's got four children, someone who's got no kids, you know, like yeah. everybody's having a different lockdown. But we're all... I had a friend who, who had a miscarriage during this. Oh, I cannot even envisage what that must be like. Like... And then, like, to add insult to injury... You're there worried about your own survival, like mental survival, physical survival, whatever, job survival. And then you have this, certainly I do, have this lovely little constant companion of guilt. Well, you're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. Right. What are you complaining about? You just ordered a fucking lambuna from Deliveroo. Right. You can't complain. Yeah, but trauma is not... Tra you know your trauma is your trauma and i think yeah. being completely isolated and alone we can't underestimate what that does to people you know if you're tom hanks on a desert island you have to create a basketball head friend to survive you know and yes we have all of this amazing technology can you imagine <laughs> what it would be like without facebook without facetime yeah without no that's I, I do keep thinking about that and i keep thinking about like um, at the very start of this, I wrote something for um, an Irish newspaper just saying how I was getting on. And I said, actually, you know, on a positive, which sounds like a very weird positive, I said, I'm really glad my parents are dead because on top of everything to be worrying about them and how isolated they would feel with this, you know, just I, I, I know. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. A weird, it's a weird um, situation to make you feel grateful that your parents have died because they, yeah. th this would be a horrible experience for them and I would hate them to have that. I yeah. would hate them. Well, also, if you couldn't get to them and, and if you're, if you're no. all in a vulnerable group because they are older and you've got asthma, yeah. then you actually can't be yeah. together. I'm thinking John of saying, my good friend John Paul saying, yes, that's what I was telling someone earlier because her oh, parents have yes. passed and, and, you know... I think yeah. that sort of thing of thinking, oh my God, my mum's over there and I can't get to her. And, you know, I feel so guilty about that and whatever. I can understand what you're saying. But that seems to be a particularly tragic uh, silver lining. We are programmed <laughs> to look for silver linings, but I mean, that's not a, that's not a very, uh, are there any, do you have any renewed hope for humanity because of the lockdown? Is there anything, the environment's getting better? People are, I think, valuing key workers more. Um, 
you know, is there, do you have any hopefulness that's come out of this for you? And you don't have to, there's, you can absolutely say no. And some people do say no, I'm not pushing you towards positivity just to be clear. No. Um, I've, I think on a micro level, a great positive that, that I have noticed during this is that I have seen um, kindnesses. I spent a lot of time at my window looking out and I have seen an awful lot of strangers be kind to other strangers. Um, my friends, my friendship group have done incredibly kind things, which of course is, you know, isn't that unusual because they are extraordinary. But also this, this situation and people want, people are aching to be kind. People, that's, that's their action. It seems to be, yeah. a, it, before anything else happened, those mutual aid groups started springing up. Yeah. Now, I don't know how bloody effective they are and how, you know, how they work out and like that, but I'm talking about the impulse. The, mm -hmm. the instinct was to reach out and help. It wasn't to batten down the hatches necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see that continuing um, on a on a macro level. I mean, my asthma, ironically, has never been so good. I live I lived in central London, and the air quality is wow. absolutely fantastic. Um, I think I think I hope we don't rush back to a vague facsimile fa photocopy of what we had before um because there there is stuff to have, have to to gain through this and mm -hmm. i don't think i to, to be a little bit more thoughtful about it i have never i keep thinking about my childhood quite a lot uh, because i and i was like why get over it like and i realize it's because i have never as an adult since I've been 18, I have never spent so much time in a domestic setting as mm. I have since I was a child. Mm. And there are gifts to that. There are little things to, to discover and to discover about yourself. And every, like, I, I'm hoping to carry that on a little bit. I'm hoping to carry on quiet, gentle wisdom, mm. those little moments of wisdom and of, of knowing yourself a little bit. I mean, I've yet, to, I've yet to have it and, you know, lockdown goes tomorrow and I'm in, found outside all bar one in the gutter at <laughs> three in the morning. I'll have learned nothing, but there, there's something, there, there are gentlenesses to this time if you're lucky enough to be free from illness and lucky enough to be given the space to, to think about it, I think. Yes, I think that's a good answer. And I think, yeah, we are as, a, as the human race sort of looking at ourselves in the mirror, I think a lot more and, and uh, having to ask ourselves what we're doing with the pace of life we were living to ourselves to our planet to each other 
the expectations that we had on ourselves. And I keep thinking it's okay now to say I'm not coping with this. Yeah. Because it's a new trauma and we're all going through it. So everybody's like, you know, in one way or another. So it's absolutely acceptable on a conference call, on a Zoom call for someone to go, yeah, I'm really not coping. So I'm feeling really low. And everyone goes, oh, and they try and help and they're, they're but they're at least open, they listen. But in, in, Feb, in January this year or in December 2019, if you'd said on a conference call, I'm actually really not coping with the way life is. Just life is too much for me right now. The pace of life is too it would have been a really uncomfortable silence. It's like, you're meant to be thriving in this. We're all going, going, going. And it's like, why though? Why? The pace of life last year was frenetic. The amount we were supposed to cope with was too much. The images we were meant to see each day, the stories we were meant to process every day, the news stories, it was too much. And I really hope that this conversation we're having now, it, 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 it was, it, I, am, I, I am not surprised that some people felt as desperate last year as some, as some people now feel in lockdown. And yet you could not say it. And I really hope this survives. This ability to be on an Instagram live and go, it's terrible. These are the hard things. This, yeah. is, this, this is the grace that I'm, that I'm experiencing through this hardship. This is why it's hard. This is how it's hard. This is what it's evoking. That my bleakest thought is that my silver lining is that my parents have passed. Like, you know, that's, you know, like we, we, sh we need to be able to talk like this for a long time and, yeah. I, and forever. And I hope that we do, because I think that next year we might all be out of lockdown. There might be a vaccine. We might be fine. You might be fine. You're in a, a, a vulnerable group, but if there's a vaccine, everything's going to be fine. And you might be at a party. Ned Sedgwick was saying this on Grown Up Land, and I thought it was very interesting and go, I can't handle this guys. I can't handle too many people here. And we'll all know that's, that's a post-lockdown PTSD response. And we'll yeah. all be like, oh, of course, you must go home and we'll text you and check you're okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think this will last. I think this open dialogue about feelings and this opening our chests and showing our humanity and going, here I am, vulnerable. I think it's going to last. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, that would be wonderful if that continues. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... A friend t was talking to me the other day and and she said, um, it's really made me think as to what actually is my life about? Like, <laughs> what, 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 what am I doing? Like, if, I'm, if, if I can't work at the moment and work was my life, then what, what actually am I doing now? Like, not in a what am I doing, but as in truly, how can I live? <laughs> How yeah. can I live? Um, and it was, it's wonderful to think that, you know, we're all going to, st you know, if we have the time and the luxury, start thinking about that. Like, like baubles, you know, it's great. I can't wait for all lovely, shiny, nice stuff. But going back to that hectic, um, overstimulating, stressed life that doesn't uh that doesn't be that that doesn't feed you like what what's the point of it all i think we have never ever contemplated the idea of anything other than old age and illnesses we understood 
ever being a threat to our actual existence. Yeah. To recalibrate how our lives work and what it is for mm -hmm. is, is quite an opportunity and quite challenging. And we and become such work machines. What work perfect. You're at the party and sort of, what do you do? There's no who, I, it's just, what do you do? That's how we define each other. Yeah. And you write, well, well, I do lots of things, you know, and you might say, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a friend and I'm a daughter and I'm a, an, an aunt and I, you know, I, you know, I, I love to, you know, go to the park and draw the trees in my spare time. And I never show anyone because they're not for anyone, they're for me. That may define you a lot more than, you know, I work in an office in, you know, Shoreditch typing for people in advertising. That may not Absolutely. define you at all. And let's be very honest about this. After this, then we're, going to, we're going to go back into recession. That's what's going to happen after this. So the idea of our jobs being our identity will absolutely mean nothing. Do you anymore. think, do you think, even as an actor, do you think, I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not, this is not me being devil's advocate. I'm going, do you really I think, think as an actor, I think being writer, an actor will I you, think, will that sort of, change the way you see yourself i think being an artist you you have to occupy that weird position in society where you're the sort of you're always the observer in a way mm -hmm. um but you know my my best friend is in dublin and he he works to live i live to work mm -hmm. and in a way uh, not him in, although who knows, him in particular, uh, after this, it's a job to make money to, to live and to ha have a nice life, you know, feed your children, whatever, it, whatever a nice life is. But it's not the actual job itself. And I think in, when it comes to, to art, there's more of us who are going to have to take on our side hustle. We're going to have to yeah. pull pints or wait tables or whatever it is and I don't want to do that it makes me really sad and I've gotten used to not doing it yeah I don't want well, to yeah no of course hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But also you're at a point in your career when you have come to a point in your career where you've, you've got some absolutely well-deserved notoriety and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. You know. Hopefully I won't, I, I won't need to, but as, as my profession in general, you know, I'll, you know, there, there's, there's a concern that when, I mean, theater is, it's getting close to the cliff edge for theater now. There's no two ways about it. And the stories we will want, like there's an interesting sort of path, I think, 
we'll get, we'll, we'll get to a crossroads where do we long for something new or do we look for the familiar? Do we look for something that we already had and want more of? And I, I, I don't know. And I don't even know if one is better, um, uh, better than the other. But what, what, the, the minuscule steps, the tiny baby steps that we had taken towards uh, representation in my industry, mm. I worry about those steps when it comes to the survival of my industry. Because if you can take a punt on a person of color or uh, a non-binary or a trans person for a part, or you could get somebody who has the CV behind them, like all the considerations, all the marketplace considerations that were always there, but because of these little baby steps, it was getting easier and easier each time uh -huh. to perhaps show, to, the cracks were getting bigger to slip in. Uh -huh. I know because I feel very much that I, I am, uh, you know, I slipped in. You have and your I product of that more, you know, a show written by a woman, um, yeah. Yeah. For, for women about women for women and showing young women, women that, showing women um showing a side of women and showing types of women um that aren't that, really depicted yeah and that aren't uh valued either you know mm -hmm. we don't value school girls for their mischief we value them for their sexiness or something Ugh. yeah 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 um but what what what, what do our business makers in our artistic sphere what do they do do they go with somebody they know off the telly who has has the base has the you know i just want i i worry about that i do worry about that i worry about our taste for things i worry about um if we accept all the stuff that the government has done which is which is manslaughter through negligence really mm -hmm. that's what's happened there's to accept that thoroughly as a society. Where does the, if you keep pressing, where does it bubble out? Do we start looking for art that's far more provocative and political or do we start gulping down the Werther's original? Like what, mm -hmm, do, we, mm -hmm. do we just try to accept nice gentle things again? I don't know. Uh, I, I think the there'll be a combination of escapism and sentimentality and nostalgia pieces and also pieces trying to make meaning of this. And I think maybe the way that we, the, the spaces we use to do theatre and the, the budgets we work with might change, the, the way theatres fund themselves might change, but we'll be desperate to get, post-vaccine, post no question, we're desperate to go out, to be together, to make meaning, to tell stories, to hear stories, to process. Somebody here says, as a career waiter, I hope all the actors don't need jobs too. Going to be hard enough to find a new job after my place went out of business. I mean, Absolutely. I've never heard that before, and it's a great point. It's like, when we say, oh, I'm going to have to wait tables, career waiters are like, yeah. what? Don't wait my table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want this. actors. You don't want actors. Like, Cluttering actors. up the pubs and bars with their, frankly, they're trying to learn the, the sides for tomorrow while they're, you know, you want career waiters. Like Paris, when you go, absolute career waiters, and they've got numbers on them of how high up they are, the hierarchy and stuff. Yeah. We do not rate waiters in this but you country know, the same exactly. way. Exactly, it's got to do with value again. Value, yeah. isn't it? Like, because essentially, you know, 
we know we don't value career waiters. We know we don't value carers. But, you know, the majority of actors aren't valued either. <laughs> you know, they're sort of, you, you either are a desperate, broke, deluded narcissist or you're Kate Blanchett. Yeah. You know, th that's the sort of um, how, how the public perceives us. We're selfish yeah. and we don't work or we're absolutely loaded and yeah, work yeah. continuously. Um, yes. And I part, see what, I part see. of that stereotype has come down to the fact that we have very little power. Um, yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, I think feminism is a grasp for control, demand for control, and it feels like we lost control over the basics, like when we can leave the house and whether we can hug our friends. And, and you know, so it feels at the moment like, how can we be asking for more control when we've lost the control we had? Is there any feminist action we can help you with today that we can get behind? Anything you'd like us to contribute to? Well, two years ago, the referendum in Ireland happened. Um, the repeal referendum, repealing the Eighth Amendment, two years ago yesterday. And today was the, when the results were announced. And I have been thinking continuously for the last couple of days, the run up to this. And in all honesty, I still find it incredibly tough to talk about what was an incredibly joyous occasion uh -huh. And I've had to, because again, nothing else to be doing. Um, I have the time and the privilege to investigate that. Uh -huh. And I really want to investigate where the hurt is and where uh -huh. the, the damage is from that, from campaigning in that referendum. And while I was thinking about that, I started thinking about the North, obviously, not never far from my thoughts and the topic in general. And there is a group, a very small group, but highly effective called um, Abortion Support Network. Yeah. And when the results came in two years ago and they were, the, the, it was extraordinary, Deborah. I can't, I can't tell you. It was as odd, it was as insane as something like this happening as insane as a global pandemic. Yeah. It felt like a global pandemic of freedom and autonomy. I remember immediate, nearly immediately, everybody going, what about the North? Yeah. What about the North? What about our sisters in the North? And immediately the hashtag, the North is next happened. And I actually can show you, this is one of my, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yes. And that is next. By, by a brilliant uh, illustrator, Shannon Patterson from Derry. But um, the fact that women, people, mainly women, had been galvanized by this campaign, people who had never really entered politics before, certainly had never campaigned and certainly had never organized a grassroots um, campaign, successful, hugely successful campaign. An entire, we immediately thought of our sisters in the North. This is a long, 
drawn out way because I still find talking about it so emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, abortion support network have been there uh, since day one. And now they are looking after women and people who can get pregnant. The Isle of Man, Malta, Poland. That same generosity, that same, not even generosity, generosity implies some sort of sacrifice. That, that same logical step of thinking, I'm free, I'm free, they're not free, they're not free. Mm-hmm. That beautiful little brainwave, that, those synapses yeah. clicking. And it's across the waves, it's across to different places in Gibraltar, these women, a very, very, very small group of women are working tirelessly to give information, to give support, to give money and to help. Like there are stories coming up. Women have helped women for a long, long time. Uh-huh. And the topic of abortion and healthcare is one topic that you can see how women help women yeah down to meeting them at the airports down to bringing Mm -hmm. them to to flats down to feeding them rice krispies in the morning and giving them two paracetamol down Mm -hmm. to the gentleness of a tube card you know Mm -hmm. of of silent it's not generosity it is it is an as much as if there is an inhalation there must be an exhalation Mm. and for that reason i would urge anyone who's watching this and putting up with this with me um, to look up abortion support network Mm -hmm. asn.org.uk we'll make a story of it and share it Um, and if if you can't afford to to donate amplify because other people can and even just people being aware of it and understanding it's out there, it's out there if they need the help, it's out there if they've got some money and they can donate. Um, amplify it if you can't afford to give anything. Um, absolutely, but- absolutely. It's about knowledge because a lot of this is about information that people can't get access to. Yeah. Because they don't know. They don't know. Like it's grand. People don't know. People who can get pregnant don't know that this information is out there. And we need to get that information out there. Okay, well, imagine, I'll, I'll make imagine. a story of that. Um, Thank you. Will you teach me how to make stories? I'm completely stupid. I'll stupid make a story and I'll tag you, crap. and then you can share that t- story, but absolutely I can. Um, okay. And, Siobhan, you've been so open and glorious today in the things you've told us. Can I ask you uh, uh, two more things? One is, yes. is there anything you've been watching or reading that you'd like to tell us about, or anything you're in where we can see you. Um, uh, Dairy Girls is on uh, all four. Um, Dairy Girls is on all four and Netflix. There's, there's, an, there's another series being commissioned, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. We were, we're actually on hiatus. We, we were due to be filming it, um, but unfortunately it has to be delayed. Yeah. Uh, we don't know when to. Well, that's I've, the nature of the entire industry. That's the nature of the world at the moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel very confident we will be out of lockdown and, and that show, you know, will be, will be made. I again. hope so. I hope so. It will so. be. It will be. It's such a popular show. Um, yeah. And maybe they'll yeah. get smart and make a couple of series back to back in that oh, yeah. time because, you know, uh, people now are aware things can happen. Things can happen, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, 
is there anywhere else we can see you except on Derry Girls Netflix and all four? I pop up in a wonderful, wonderful comedy called uh, Extraordinary, which is also on Netflix. It's right. an I, with Maeve Higgins. It's it's and Barry Ward. It's a very, very, very funny uh, sort of comedy horror. And I normally don't like those sorts of things at all. But this is this is your new favorite cult classic. I can assure right. you. Extraordinary. Uh, is that a film? Yeah, Extraordinary. Extraordinary yeah. film. And is there anything else you've been watching or reading that you'd like to tell us about that you'd like to share? Uh, I have been watching, um, and I recommend this actually, I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation Repeats on Pick. Lol. I am finding such solace in Jean-Luc Picard and the Starship Enterprise. It takes me out of my troubles it takes me out of this world and it, it's, it's hilarious and it, imaginative and kind and idealistic and it's very wonderful. old. <laughs> oh, I love um, that. I love I'm that. Enjoying, love that. I'm enjoying, I'm in, like, I mean, like I, it's interesting because I, I have found myself not wanting to um, watch new things. Um, and I've, again, I don't have to do it well. I just have to survive. That's all. That's all we have yes, to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, Gina, um, Gina's mentioning that there is that um, you will also appear in uh, Amnesty International's uh, Secret Policeman's Lockdown, which we made together. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's not lockdown. It's um it's uh, the the um, unlocked 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 talk. secret policeman unlocked, sorry unlocked. not lockdown yes so uh, and th that will be out next week. Um, also, I did one with a reunion with the gang from Going for an English, from Goodness Gracious Me, and Nish Kumar, oh, who, who helped recreate that sketch in Edinburgh. So we're doing, Siobhan and Juliet Stevenson and I are doing um, uh, the four Yorkshire women and how, talking about how we, we morphed from the four English, uh, your four Yorkshire men to the four Yorkshire women uh, yeah. for the Secret Policeman's tour. And uh, then I'm talking to the to the Going for an English Gang. So that will be out next week. And you can you'll if you check out the Guilty Feminist socials, the Amnesty International socials, uh, and my DF Dubs uh, socials, you'll be able to find out when and where that's being released. Um, what does Dubs mean? Dilf. Dubs. Oh, Dubs. DF Dubs. So De Deborah Francis White. So DFW. DF Dubs. Oh, and Dubs. that was a nickname other people gave me. That's why I call myself DF Dubs on Instagram. So it's DFW, ah. DF Dubs. Um, yeah. Uh, w's, w's often shortened to, shorten to Dubs. And so I've, I've got friends who just call me The Dubs. The Dubs? Yeah. One friend oh. actually calls me that. He's quite, <laughs> he's quite flirty. He's quite flirty. Oh, quite flirty. Indeed. Um, Can yeah. I show you oh. my fine numbers? Yes, I would love that. Wow, that's glorious. Thank you. That's very beautiful. Um, are, yeah. Any votes for what Siobhan's T-shirt should be? Um, what, anything that you've said in here that you... That, that, and I'm asking the audience because they generally pick up on something that they think that might want to be a T-shirt. If not, Hannah from the merch store goes through, she watches, and she's always looking out for, for T-shirt quotes. Um, uh, it says, uh, uh, somebody here, uh, Sarah, is saying, DFW, have you watched the three-part BBC documentary on Australian films? I have not. Um, 
uh, but I will look it up. Thank you. Um, Funnily enough, some Dirinne Griefer has just uh, commented and complimented my painting by numbers. Utterly devoid of artistic merit. I'm going to get it. Um, I'm going to get it framed after this because I, I don't think it'll be a testament. It's beautiful, beautiful colours, and it's great to spend time just communing. Can I? This is an advanced copy of the most beautiful book I've read in such a long time. It's called oh. a ghost. Is it the wrong way round? It is, but we can a see it. The ghost in. Ghost in the throat. It's going to. Oh. You can buy it now. I think. Well, that was an advanced copy, but have a look. Uh, um, a, a ghost, ghost in, in the throat. Um, uh, somebody suggesting for your t-shirt. I don't have to do it well. I just have to survive it. That's that. Actually, would be a good uh, lockdown t-shirt uh, that people would buy, which I like. I like that. I just yeah, have to no, survive it. In fact, I just have to survive it. Is a really good. Is a really good uh, t-shirt. Um, that's, that's a, no, I like that. Just have to yeah, survive I should it. just try and survive it. I mean, some people aren't going to survive it, so I think it should just be maybe I should just try and survive it. I think it's yeah. it's let's try and survive it. Like that's that's what we can do. It sort of it takes it away from that kind of fight. You know, when people talk about their uh, uh, someone's got a fight with they've lost their fight with cancer or disease, and it's sort yeah. of like people say, don't say that because then what's that imply that some people yeah. lose the fight, some people win the fight, and like you, it, it's. It's not a fight. It's a. It's just a. Unless somebody feels it is, but for most people, it's not a fight. It is a, an intent to survive, a, 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 an attempt to survive. Um, an attempt finally, to survive. It's a belief control, really, isn't it? Yes. All I have to do is survive it. If I don't manage to do that, that's all right. Yeah. But it's, try it's, and survive it. Try and survive. Try and survive is good. Um, as someone saying, Hugh, Gloria Steinem, I will survive, which is what we always sing at the end of the At the, first, the I was afraid. I was petrified. Yes. At the end um, of the song. <laughs> it's so true. And finally, when all this is over, post-vaccine, what are you desperate to do? What do you miss? What, do you, what, what, what would you love to do? If it, if it can be as flippant as you want, Siobhan. Oh, you've cut out. Oh, you're back. It can be as flippant as you want. Post-vaccine. Yeah, post-vaccine, you can do anything you want. You, you, you're not restricted in any way, what would you love to do? I want a haircut. I know it's a stupid thing to say. I want a haircut. 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 <laughs> you know, that could be a good T-shirt, just that five times. I want a haircut. I want a haircut. I want a haircut. I want a haircut. It's on my neck. Get it off my neck. I want a haircut. I also want to... I don't want to hug... I'm not a tactile person. I just want to walk down Oxford Street during rush hour. I mean, completely fair enough. I feel yeah. like that. I want to go to a cafe where people around me, whether that couple there is on a first date, that couple there's, you know, they're over there talking business, that, that, that woman's writing a screenplay. I want to be in that, alone in that, in that. Um, yeah. Yes. And Rumbake Girl saying hairdressers will be post-lockdown key workers i really believe that yeah. once we're working 23 hours a day they will get an hour sleep most i mean my 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 roots were so bad that um i forced my beautiful hairdresser to drive over from ealing to mix up color in my in the boot of his car yeah this was this was when he was allowed to drive don't worry I'm, there was no yeah, yeah. no no you're not you, no we don't about it. no um he, he, left, he left the mixing bowl on the doorstep. I went down, came back up, and then through FaceTime 
We, we, he taught oh, me how to do the route. I, I, wow. I rinsed it out, brought it downstairs, and he, he drove away. Isn't that wow. just... I mean, that's... that's. I, I mean, mean, I didn't do I... a great job, in fairness, but you should have seen it before. But, I mean, this is the thing, is this is how adaptable we are and how plastic we are. We will learn. <laughs> we, we just do it. We adapt and we change and we learn. And the amount of skills we've learned, you'll always be able yeah. to do that now, you know. You know what I've yours. also... I've also learned... I have learned that I, I hope nobody, oh gosh, I shouldn't say that, but gyms are places that always made me feel a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. and I've now discovered that I can sweat and do my stuff in front of the television on the mat that I sit yeah. and have chips on six hours later. True. Do you know? Yeah, I'm doing personal training and dance on Zoom, and I oh, have yeah. to say, I would never go back to not doing that now, because... Why would you add in another hour's travel? By the time you've got out of your house, walked to the gym, got yeah. into, put your stuff in the locker, had a chat to somebody, blah, blah, blah. An, hour, an hour's exercise is two hours. Whereas here, you just put the television on, there they are, you get on with the training. But also yoga classes on you know, Zoom and things like that. Yeah, I was going to say, you're mad about yoga. Like, do you not like I've not yoga? done a lot of yoga in, I've not done a lot of yoga in lockdown, it's not a bit. I've had a, oh. a couple of lessons with a teacher in India, which has been really great. Because, of course, you can do that. If you're going to do Zoom with someone in North London, you might as well, they might as well be in India. And yeah. it's nice to give, you know, something in terms of give. But, like, uh, in terms of cultural appropriation, it's nice to honour and, and respect and train with somebody, practice with somebody who, you know, where, the, where it's yoga's origins are. But mostly I've been doing dance and... Uh, and learning to dance and that's given me a lot of joy and it's like a dirty dancing montage that's how i'm seeing the lockdown it's like if i can turn this into a montage then it's going to be fine um and so yeah i have got better at dancing i have got better at dancing um so you know i cannot wait do you know i'm not i'm not a big dancer but i've started like just dancing around to the radio every so often and i think after this i'd yeah a giant big wild dance in the middle of a field with a load of other people yeah and that'd be nice so it'd be great if we could do a social distancing dance in a field now but people wouldn't respect it once people would start to drink yeah. and then you can't yeah. trust yourself after a drink not you no 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 i can't trust myself after a drink it's interesting how things settle as well like i thought i'd be essentially dead from cirrhosis by week 10 but it's everything's leveled out hasn't it just sort of like even the 20 bags of doritos for for breakfast <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does wild christmas abandon yeah it does to, level out it does level out and yeah. i think there's the time to breathe in and out and cope like the the, the silence to cope but it has yeah. made me think god how do refugees cope when they're thrust into these new circumstances but they're not in their own home they're in a camp they don't yeah. have their basic facilities. They don't have their coping mechanisms. I don't know how you ever get over it when you're, you know, dealing with that. But I, it has, it does, I hope this builds empathy that people can go, oh, things can happen to you that weren't your fault that just happened and the change was thrust upon you. I'm hoping it builds empathy and compassion for refugees. I really am. And also what people, like all I wanted to do was to get home because um, the fire, like I only got in here after after lockdown was announced two days later i got in because i 
this had no boiler and no floors or anything. Like it's still not finished. Oh, um, all I wanted to do is get, like, all I wanted to do is get back home, get back home. I knew I couldn't get back to Cork. So I wanted to get back to my flat, get back to my flat, get back to my flat. And what I feel now is the argument of people leaving their own homes yeah. to travel for whatever reason, that any excuse for like, oh, well, of course they want to come over here. Why wouldn't they want to come over here? What people must do to leave their homes. How difficult, yeah. like the when longing you're, Especially for when you're in a trauma, you're desperate yeah. to be home. You're right. Yeah. You're 100% right. And I hope we've all learned that from this. I hope more people have learned that from this. Siobhan, yeah, the hour's nearly up and it cuts you off after an hour. Yeah. So I'm going to say a huge sure. thank you to you. Um, you've been an absolutely amazing guest. Uh, we, this week, we also have Jessica Regan, who's a brilliant actress, amazing. a very good friend of Siobhan's. Um, yes. And uh, you will know her from televisions, doctors, televisions, ill behavior, um, lots of theater, but also she does the Guilty Feminist Big Speeches workshop. Um, she's fantastic. She's been on the Guilty Feminist and a couple of times. And uh, also uh, Nikesh Shukla, who's also been on the Guilty Feminist, who uh, compiled and, and wrote uh, The Good Immigrant and has now got a new book out called Brown Baby um, that we're going to talk about. And uh, also uh, Jamie Lee from Dairy Girls, who plays Michelle, is on this week as well. Um, oh, fantastic. And uh, I, I, have you Give got any, any, any messages for her? Any more Sister Mike Lee messages? <laughs> any more Sister Mike Lee messages? No, Jamie Lee is fantastic. I, um, I was up in Derry doing uh, a play reading last year and the pair of us hung out quite a lot. I'm so fond of her. I'm fond of them all, but like... Yeah, she, she's so much fun. We is. talked about her doing stand up. She's got so much character and personality. I really do think she'd be brilliant at stand up. So yeah. we're encouraging I her. I think to she'd be brilliant at whatever she decides to do. That is a hundred percent true. As are you, the wonderful Siobhan McSweeney. Thank, um, you, thank so you for much, sharing, Deborah. being honest, and being thanks open. for doing this. This is this it's, is lovely. I really enjoyed the, the the other ones that I've listened to. It's this is where it's at now. You know, we need yeah. to. <sighs> you know find find our peace and consolation where we can and thank you for doing that oh Absolutely. thank you for sharing and being so honest and open uh i love you very much as a human being i'm a big fan of your work and like, i can't wait till we can be across from each other at a table with a couple of extremely large cocktails oh stop uh, and i'm licking your face i'm <laughs> that may now be your t-shirt slogan last thing you've said i'm sorry there's nothing i can do thank you very much Paul McSweeney. See you tomorrow bye for bye. the new normal 6 p.m. back here. Same bat time, same bye. bat channel. Bye.